0: I'm Sean,
1: and I'm Ian, and this is the only co- podcast that says...
0: Boy, this motherfucker's out of practice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Colonel Von Luger it is the sworn duty of all officer, officers to try to escape. If they cannot escape, then it's their sworn duty to cause the enemy to use an infinite number of troops to guard them, and their sworn duty to harass the enemy to, to the best of their ability. Nice, yes. A little something from the Great Escape. Nice, yeah. I was looking for something completely different, and you know, a quote from the Great Escape is not something you hear very often. No, it's not. No. No. So, so there he is, ladies and gentlemen. He's back. We're we're not actually in the same room. We 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 find we finally have, he forced me to break down and figure out how to record a Skype call. <laughs> I did. He basically said motherfucker i want to be back on my podcast <laughs> right. make this shit happen and we are and we are so as much fun as it was having nancy I, I i absolutely loved having nancy on the show and i can't thank her enough for uh for stepping in for you right um it is um fantastic having you uh back in the co-pilot seat nice yeah
1: i'm glad to be here
0: i yeah. am too. Chew- indeed you are chewed to my haunt
1: that's right. <laughs> A lot so, of hair,
0: smell. <laughs> yeah. But but you don't shit on the carpet. <laughs> Not yet. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm only two in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what what have you been during doing during our um stay at home time?
1: Oh. Well, I've been working.
0: Yeah. You know that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. And for those who don't know, we're just. I'll just say, Ian is considered a essential personnel, so he is actually out working. Yes, I am. Un- unlike me, who's working from home. Oh. Yeah. Wish I could.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was quarantined once. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was fun. Um. Yeah. I'm very nervous. So there was that. Mm-hmm. um I broke a tooth Ooh. and that had to, I had to go see an emergency visit to the dentist yeah yeah that was that was good times
0: mm-hmm.
1: so I was gonna have that sucker pulled and they couldn't pull the damn thing and so I had to go back and see an oral surgeon mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh oral surgeon came at me like uh, Schwarzenegger. <laughs> I mean, yeah he was like open up and it was like kong. i mean like he freaking rocked my l- gum yeah you know, local block you know mm-hmm. and uh it was brutal mm-hmm. so, and like i guess he had somewhere to go so he was kind of pissed that he was there so <laughs> it took him 10 minutes to get that dude out that's it max yeah. with local i mean it was so quick it was unbelievable
0: yeah, I put, put a foot up on the chair and just yank that shit out of you. It, yeah, it was unreal. Yeah.
1: I, at one point, I was like, holy huck. <laughs> like when he was in my mouth, you know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? So, yeah, that happened. That was fun. And, of course, the diet that follows. Yeah. You, can only, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah.
1: <clears throat> you don't want to get, like, what they call dry socket, which is supposedly the worst pain on earth. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, there's that. And, uh, yeah, just been working. Yeah. Day to day, wearing the suits and everything else. You name it. it. You saw the pics. Yeah. So, yeah, the girls are going nuts at home a little bit, you know, during quarantine. Right. So, it's quite a time. Quite a time we're in.
0: It is. It absolutely is. It's very, very unique, to say the least.
1: i have watched a lot of shit on tv though have you yeah um we'll get to that in a minute but what have you been up to other than working at home
0: that that, that's really been it i mean that um you know a couple of things i've watched on tv you know um mowing the lawn
1: there Ooh. yeah no way yeah you got there in mode
0: yeah i got a um we, we got a an electronic an electric uh electronic an electric mower from
1: Radio Shack.
0: Yeah, from Radio Shack. Yeah, Um it's actually a sweet little little lawnmower. I mean, it's perfect for my yard because my yard's so small. Right. But um, it really works for the yard. And it works well. I'm happy with it and does the job. But yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's it's you know, for me, you know, I, I went 20 plus years without having to mow a lawn. <laughs> <Right>. You know. <laughs> I'm out there now, and I'm like, "Son of a bitch!" I remember why I hated this shit. You can have Grams Lawn at any time. No, no, I, I, not no, no, thank you. I mean, I do do not. No, I'll I'll still pass someday. out on that hill. I'm just kidding. Not Grandma, yeah. but
1: Next to our name.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I will die on that hill. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty bad hill. Yeah. Believe me, I know. I right know. Ugh. But I mean, other, other than that, man, I've I've been just doing my thing. Yeah. Yeah, me, you know, me, Dritz, Ahsoka. You know, hanging out during the day while yeah. I work. Yeah.
1: How's work been? Good?
0: It's been uh it's been hectic. Really? Yeah. Huh? You know, it's just, just busy. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I mean, that's keeping me on my toes. But I mean, you know, it's so it's it, it, it's much different working at home. than it, like you know, I'm, I'm in a call center environment. You've got people around you. There's all this noise. It's uh, you know, it's it's not a quiet environment at all. You know, even right. when it's kind of slow, there's there's noise and you know you you have people around you and stuff like that. Right, like, working at home, it's like very. It's like very weird because, like, you know, I don't have any. Like, I'm just there by myself. You know, <laughs> just sit. Like, we got in in you know in Nancy's office, we've got like a Costco table set up for the computer, my computer, and everything. And um, I've got like I've got a refrigerator sitting next to me. You know. Right. Yeah. You know, well, I don't keep anything in it, but you know, it's like loaded up. Like Nancy has it loaded up with like. Um, you know bud light lime and and, uh, you know, Trulies and shit and like that and i'm like you know not i'm going to drink anyway yeah, yeah. I, I get a bottle of gatorade and i get through my day but um this <laughs> it's just, it's it's, just it's, it's it's a very like it's not it's nice because like when i want to go on break i just go in the bedroom and hang out with Dritz. yeah you know like i gotta go to the bathroom the, you know it's just right around the corner i can go in and out and nobody knows i'm left my desk you know right you know so stuff like that's kind of nice but overall it's a very weird experience coming from like being in a call center to like doing that same work but from the comfort of your home so to speak. Right, right right you know right you know of course ahsoka she's like well hey it's four o'clock uh, you can feed me now instead of waiting till six you're like, no, you can wait till six, and you know, she's up my ass, and she's jumping up on the table, and she's rubbing my face. I'm like, come on, <laughs> you know, I'm trying to do serious work here, I'm trying to do business here. Yeah, I'm trying to conduct business, <laughs> but other than that, I mean, you know, I haven't filled up my gas tank in six weeks.
2: There you
0: go. You know, if you want to talk about an advantage, there is an advantage, <laughs> right. You know, the furthest I've driven is down to a giant eagle and back. Right. You know. Well, at least we have jobs. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, I'm thankful that I can, one, that I'm considered an essential employee, so I do have to work. But two, that my my, my employer has been able to put me in a position that I can do it from home. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my boss asked me if I wanted to return once this is done. I said, yeah, I do, because, you know. I think being out, like I think working from home, one, Nancy's not gonna let that fly. <laughs> you know, no, she's just not like you. She's like, you gotta get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. But um, but two, I, I think it's just like, like going to work is important in an odd <laughs> sense of way. Like I, that's the one thing I've learned is like, being at home is like there is a, something important to that. Just going to work and being in that environment, even though you hate it. Right, right. You know what yeah. I mean. Yeah. Um, but like, like she's like, I just want to make sure you want to return to work. Um, But that's the long fucking way off. Like they're yeah. not talking about me coming back anytime soon. No. Yeah. No. Like I, my initial guess was four to eight weeks it was uh-huh. like my my conservative estimate. Like you know, I was like, yeah, i will say four to eight weeks, and I'll probably be back. You know, June. Uh, from the way it sounds, I'm probably not gonna be back until the end of summer at the best. Really, yeah. That that'd be my guess. You think that's because of close
1: quarters, like you're all so close and packed in?
0: Yeah, I think that's part of it. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, I know the people. The, I mean, like they're they're right now. They're they're you it's know, like a meat we're not
1: right
0: not quite that bad, but like I <laughs> do know, like I mean, you have to before you walk in the building, you have to have your temperature checked. Right now.
1: Well, yeah, same thing with us.
0: Yeah, but I mean, it's just it's one of those weird things, like you know. I mean, the whole thing with the wearing a mask, which everybody's doing, but, like, it's hard to do that and be on the phone. So, like, yeah. when you're sitting at your desk, they talk about, no, you don't have to wear a mask while you're talking on the phone. But when you get up to go to the break room or when you have to go to the bathroom or, you know, whatever, when you leave your desk to, when talking on the phone, you have to have a mask on. Yeah, yeah. Unless you're eating, you know. <laughs> right. And I was like, wow. That's crazy. yeah. I was surprised though like i took um i took nancy's card down to get the breaks done on wednesday
2: uh-huh.
0: and i went you know we just got under the Pennzoil oil place right there in the corner of hartman uh-huh. and um those guys weren't wearing masks really really huh Interesting. Like, not, a, not a one of them was wearing a mask no i was wearing a mask like, sitting in the waiting room uh uh-huh. but um not one of those guys wore a mask that was working on the cars or doing the oil changes that they did have, um, like a, a, this hanging, um, plexiglass partition, like a cash register, like where you, where you went to pay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but other than that, like, you know, like none of those guys were masked up or anything. I was like surprised by that. Now, I don't know if it's, if it, I mean, they work in close proximity to each other, but like uh, you're not working like you know most people are staying in their car or like you're taking like but like I thought to myself like if I got somebody taking my car like you would think they would have a mask on because one they don't know what I, where I've been and what's in that car and two I don't know where you've been you know so you're what working,
1: are you like not really protecting me at all
0: <laughs> yeah yeah so it was like a like, like really weird like like I thought about that I, I was like like wow none of these guys are wearing fucking masks that's Interesting.
1: Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah. I thought everybody was supposed to wear a mask.
0: Yeah. Now I, again, like I don't, I don't know with with you know what type of restrictions they have or don't have with auto mechanics. You know, well, like, they're still
1: driving around your car.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I just I thought mean, it, they're I, I,
1: physically in your car touching the steering wheel. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But I I, I just thought it was like. I just thought it was odd that, like, even, like, the guys changing the oil and stuff weren't wearing masks. Right. Like, at least, like, I get, like, when you're down underneath the car, you probably don't want to wear a mask. But, like, when right. you're coming up out of there, you're, like, you should have it on. Like, I, I get you take it off when you're underneath the car. Like, who, who the fuck's going to see it? <laughs> you know? But, you know, I, I get it. But, like, I was like, wow, this is, like,
1: kind of weird. Yeah, I can see someone taking a side snot and just putting on your,
0: uh, putting <laughs> yes, on your, exactly. <laughs> a little Polish hanky action there, and... yeah. <laughs> so but that that so that was interesting. I I was uh I, I was in, I was surprised by that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but otherwise, I mean, weirdly, life in a pandemic is my normal day, everyday life anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, it's like, I'm, I really don't well, go any places. Been good for me. Huh? Traffic's been good for me. Oh, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure you're probably getting <laughs> to Oakland in like 15
1: minutes. I mean, I am. Yeah. Uh, then they moved our parking because I usually park in the south side. Yeah. So now I'm parking at Forbes Tower right in Oakland. Okay. Yeah. Um, which is nice because, I mean, the people that work down in those buildings, if they can do it from home, they're just doing it from home. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So it's just a five minute shuttle run up the hill. Yeah. But that's been nice, I guess. As compared to like a half hour
0: shuttle run you had to make before.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's just, well, not that long, but like, you know, it's from south side over, you know. Yeah. Usually so it's worse.
0: Yeah. Depending on the traffic, you could be worth in there, at the night. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: So, <sighs> yeah. So that's, that's been a trip. I don't know. Sometimes I dread going in. Sometimes I don't.
0: Yeah, it all depends. <laughs> <laughs> so, what have you been watching? What 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 have you been? Uh, you you watched you've been watching a bunch of shit. What have you been watching? Uh, the Last Dance. Oh, thank God! I was so concerned you didn't have I'm ESPN up
1: to where we're at now. Yeah.
0: Well, so am I.
1: Uh, yeah, episode six, I think, or something like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. What oh. a fantastic show. Oh. It's and talk amazing. about well produced. Yeah. It's just really well done yeah. how it's laid out. Yeah. And instead of doing some kind of bullshit flashback, it actually has a timeline, and it goes from, like, 96 to 1986. You know what I mean? Like, it's really cool how they give you exact moments in, you know in history, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You like it? Oh. I've been blown away by it. I know, it's incredible, but, and like, the, and the shit they're getting out of Jordan has been amazing. Yeah, like I, I've been absolutely like, and I'm I'm sure he's ho- still holding back, like, but like as candid as he has been about everything. Yeah, and as candid as like I think he's going to be over these next few episodes. Like I mean, you know, we still got the the Steve Kerr incident coming up. You know, or he punched Steve Kerr in the middle of practice. You know, shit like that is coming up where it's like, you know, wow. And Jordan's just like, fuck it, yeah, I did it. (laughs) Yeah, he's owning up. He's telling all. He don't care. Yeah, I hate the Detroit Pistons. What's that? I hate the Detroit Pistons. Fuck them. (laughs) Fuck Isaiah Thomas. He's an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. it it, has been amazing. Yeah. But like, even like, but the, the flat, like I, I, what I, I didn't realize was like, because it was advertised as being about that last season. I thought, wow, like a ten episode of just that last season of. Jo-. But they they're going back and they're covering everything with Jordan, yeah. and that's been fascinating to see. So I'm like, like, the whole thing with like coming up like with the baseball and everything. I'm I'm interested to see how that goes. Like, but like everything that they've talked about, like you know them like just destroying tony kukoc in the olympics like, yeah. i remember that game like i remember yeah. them like you know and watching scotty and michael just go off on him and i was just yeah. like holy shit this guy's supposed to be like one of them <laughs> right know? like and i was like just so much good stuff that's come out of this and it, like, it, right, it's like it's great it's so well produced and there's so many just little nuggets that they've got that they've gotten out of not just michael but everybody like
1: Well, I like how they did it. I mean, like they did, you know, I mean, it is about Jordan and it's about those bulls, but they also like a a show is usually dedicated to one player. Yeah. Like it seemed like it went from Scotty, of course, and then it went to D. Rodman and then Phil, you know what I mean? So it's kind of, it kind of like dedicated a couple episodes. It it kind of went into Scotty's background, where he came from, what he, you know what I mean? I really like that too. And it it should show people how good Scotty Pippen was. Because they were putting numbers up too. It wasn't just you know, you know. It wasn't just yeah. He was a good player. I mean, they were showing the numbers of what he was doing. And yeah, exactly. What he was exactly. You know, um, I don't know. It's cool. It, it, it's cool to see that inside stuff, like inside the locker room, Jordan calling him Pip, and you know what I mean? Yeah. Stuff like that. I thought was
0: really, really cool. Because Pippen was a great player, dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> Even, like, in episode five, like, when he, he had Jordan at the All-Star game talking about um, um, Kobe Bryant. Yeah. You know, he's like, I wouldn't pass him the fucking ball. <laughs> you know, he was like, <laughs> he was like <laughs> brilliant. Like, like, he's like, yeah, that, like, we got to shut down that Laker boy. <laughs> I was like, wow. Uh-huh. You know, and, like, and then they got Kobe. And I'll admit, like, seeing Kobe, I I rolled a tear. Yeah, yeah, I wrote, I was like, "Wow, man, there's Kobe, there's there's Kobe. Oh, that hurt, you know." But, yeah. but still, like, I mean, the, like those flashbacks, like that All Star game, like Jordan just talking shit in the locker room about Kobe, like you know, yeah, we just shut his ass down. He ain't his time yet, <laughs> you know. At the end right. of it, like Michael, like going, like, "Hey, I'll see you down the road." Yeah, yeah, you know,
1: yeah. Okay, I thought it was cool when when uh, when uh, Magic came in during that All-Star break, during the All-Star, yeah. and yeah. then Bert was there too, and he was like, man, I shot... Jordan was like, I shot you guys down too. I went <laughs> after you just as are. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I didn't realize him and Magic were that close, you know? Like, I didn't know there was that... Because they talked about Magic going to play cards with
0: Jordan and everything else. You know what I mean? Well, like, I mean, that, that Olympic team... You know the, the the dream team. Yeah, yeah I, I think Michael. That's where like Michael formed a lot of those relationships. Yeah, because I think like Michael, like he, he was a guy who like you know, it's me against the world. I'm I have to overcome Magic Johnson. I've got to overcome Larry Bird. I've got to come, overcome the Detroit Pistons. You know, this is all the shit I've got to overcome to show everybody that I'm the greatest in the world. And by the time you get to the to the '92 Olympics. You know, Michael was the greatest in the world. Yeah, you know, and and so you know he just went from being Michael Jordan to just being Jordan. Yeah, yeah. you know, at that point, and I, I think at that point, like he let people into the inner circle a little bit, and you know, but there was still like that like, competitiveness of you know, you know, your money belongs in my wallet. Right. You know, so I mean, I it was, it, it's a very interesting look at a. At, and what it takes to be great. Yeah, yeah. That's what workout. I'm taking away from it. Like, if you if you truly want to be great, like Michael Jordan, yeah, the work you have to put in, and not only the work you have to put in, but the work you have to put in with other people to put them to the level you need them to be.
1: <laughs>
0: right. You know.
1: All right. Right. No, I know. I I really liked um also too so far. I really liked uh. Phil's interaction with Rodman, I yeah. felt that that was really. I never knew about that relationship between the two of them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and they seem to be very close. Like, sort of son, fatherish, in a weird sense, mentor, maybe. I, I don't know. I, I think it's more
0: like Rodman's always said he he looked at the uh, the guy who was the head coach of the Pistons at the time. Uh-huh. When he when he played with Detroit, as like a father figure, uh-huh. and I think he looked at Phil Moore as like a mentor. Yeah, you know. But I think that's. But I think like Rodman had like a great deal of respect for Phil Jackson and the right. way he coached the team and the way he handled Dennis. <laughs> right. You
1: know. I like it's it's that whole Buddhist type philosophy. He was like, you know, let him do what he's gonna do. Yeah, you know I mean. Yeah,
0: let, let him, him get system. Let him go to Vegas for for 48 hours and we'll get him in four days. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to go get him in four days. <laughs> yeah. That was
1: funny. Jordan telling that story. Yeah. And it was funny them telling that story, the Chicago Coke train or whatever that was. Oh. When he first, yeah. when he's a rookie. Yeah. He, man, I opened that door. There's people doing lines, lines over here and drinking here and smoking and hookers and women in the other corner. He's like, I just walked out. Yeah. Like that was it for me, man. I was like done. I believe him in a sense. I mean, Jordan has his vices of course, but he never got into the, that kind of, that kind of weirdness. Yeah. Not weirdness, but that's what it was.
0: Yeah. I mean, it was like, you know, 1980s, you're a bad team. You're making good money. I'm gonna blow it on Coke and hookers.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: You know, that was it. Right. <laughs> anyway, it was pretty good. A lot of good it, footage too. It has been. It's been absolutely amazing, and I can't wait to see the last four episodes. I know. Like I mean, you know, like right now, like, it's like I post a podcast, and the next thing I do is I watch the Last Dance. Right. right. You know. It's I good. I, yeah, it is. It's amazing. So
1: that's been a bright spot during the uh, pandemic. It has been. It absolutely has been. So anyway, yeah, I watched um, I watched that new um, movie with Hemsworth.
0: Oh yeah, I've been meaning to watch that. On extraction.
1: Extraction. Yeah, I watched that. It was yeah. pretty good. I liked I heard it. It was really good.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, a lot of action. You know. Yeah. So I did watch that. Um uh been playing a little bit of video game.
0: Mm-hmm. Action.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, we downloaded um Halo.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Well we were looking for something we can I could play with the girls. Yeah. You know what I mean? So the first game I bought, I found it for sixteen bucks in freaking uh uh I think it was Target. Okay. I think. Um it's like sixteen bucks World War World Z. Okay, all right. So it looked very similar to Left 4 Dead. Yeah.
0: Do you know. Yeah.
1: So I was like, this looks pretty cool. And so I brought it home, and I even went out and got another joystick.
0: <laughs> yeah. I
1: got a third and fourth joystick, because you know, Left 4 Dead was a four person campaign. Right. And uh, turns out you can't play four players. You can only do it online.
0: Nah, that sucks. Yeah. But the
1: play is exactly like Left 4 Dead. Almost.
0: Yeah. It's yeah.
1: almost identical. Um, even the way you die, the yeah. way you heal, um, the gun how you use guns, pick up weapons. It's almost exact. There's missions. I mean, it was—I was, was so—I was pumped. Yeah. To find out we couldn't play. Mm-hmm. I mean, we could have had another Xbox. But
0: yeah. And,
1: uh, so then I got so frustrated with it. I mean, I've been playing it solo, but it's—I kind of really wanted to play it with them. And uh, so we got Halo and um, so we've been working on that a little bit. Yeah. What did that take a fucking long time to download?
0: Did it? Oh, my God. It
1: was like three days. Jeez. It took forever. Yeah. Seriously. So anyway, so we've been playing little Halo. Somebody recommended me Borderlands, but I've never played it. Yeah. Has I've a heard sim- a lot of people rave about that. Yeah, similar similar game style is what we wanted. Yeah, you know something we can all play. You know right. what I mean? Besides Mario Kart.
2: Sure. You
1: know? Yeah. <laughs> so, and uh, we ended up getting a um, what do you call it? A um, Switch Lite for Elliot. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: And. Time everybody was kind of getting on the switch and <laughs> you know so she needed it yeah. you know, we needed another one in the house especially for her so she could play her stuff yeah I had to go to Upper St Clair for that motherfucker
0: oh I mean the the demand for the Nintendo Switch is amazing right and then like well you can't get a switch yeah you can get the
1: light but you right. can't get the switch. And um, those idiots are selling those switches
0: for like two or three hundred dollars over over retail price, and people were paying for it. Yeah, that's crazy. It, well, I mean, it's it's well, the whole thing was, and we we, we covered this a few weeks ago, but I'll, I'll give you the update. Like, the whole problem became when China shut down. Yeah. The 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 lines the lines of production for Nintendo shut down. Yeah. So they, they, there's a whole month of production that's been lost. Huh. And the, and Nintendo said, "Well, we're not going to open more lines. We're just going to keep the production as it is, because we know this demand is going to end up dropping off at some point." Right. You know, so instead of flooding the market with with switches, they've just kind of said, "We're just going to keep what we doing, what we do, and leave it at that." So like well, there's right. a hi- there's a higher supply than the, or there's a higher demand than there's a the supply, and Nintendo's decided not to try to meet the supply, for fear that they're just going to end up having these things still on the shelves. Right, right, right. You know, so it's kind of an interesting strategy by Nintendo. Yeah. yeah. Isn't Nintendo Japanese? They are, but their production is still out of China.
1: Yeah, I know. I'm not yeah. questioning that. I yeah, just yeah, they're, they're
0: home off, they, Yeah, I mean. The, the home office is in Tokyo, but, I mean, I know there's a Nintendo America, but, you know, I think all they're good for is showing up at E3 and showing what the new product is. Just pimping shit. Yeah, they pimp shit. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's it. I mean, nothing's really changed. Like, I'm still working. Yeah. You know. <laughs> oh, I know. We're doing all the shopping, just Lisa and I. Yeah. Um, you know, trying to keep the girls in. Not trying. I mean, they don't care.
0: Yeah. I mean, they
1: do. I think Elliot's going a crazy. I think they're all going a little nuts. But, you know, during those first couple weeks, I think they, I thought it was pretty prudent staying.
0: Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> you know what I
1: mean? Yeah, exactly. Sure. So.
0: Anyway, so what you got, son? Um, well, the big story this week mm. um, is a movie that it's one of those movies that like you hear about, like it's like, hey, we're gonna make this, we're gonna do, we're gonna do this, and it never gets done, and you just kind of forget about it, and then all of a sudden another article rises up, and you're like, oh, maybe something will happen with it, and that's National Treasure. <laughs> yeah. That. The first two movies, I mean, the first movie in particular, was highly successful. The second movie was very successful, um, but everybody kind of clamored for a third movie, and the third right. movie's never been made. Well, apparently, well, there's been a there's a rumor um, that there's a National Treasure TV series being developed for Disney Plus without Nicolas Cage.
1: Yeah,
0: but they are also talking about doing still doing a third movie. Okay. With Nicolas Cage. Okay. Right. Okay. So like the th- like and there's no information, like, but clearly like, like if you're gonna do if they're gonna do the TV show, it's gotta be something completely different from the movies, like right. You know what I mean? So I guess the question becomes: Do you really fucking care?
1: I don't know. I. I like National Treasures, so... Yeah. They keep my interest.
0: I asked mean, the thing, like, it's like it's, it's like this weird franchise. I, I mean, it's a funny question to ask is... Excuse me. Because you and I are the two guys that are like, you know... Where the fuck is the third Tron movie? know, You know, right. <laughs> you know <laughs> where, where's the Tron TV series? You know, right, those right. are the questions we're asking. But meanwhile, like, you know, here's a franchise that... You know, there's two movies. Both of them did very well. They're, they're relatively recent. I think the last movie was from 10 years ago. Right. Um, you know, so it, it's a it's more of a a Disney property, which is always amazing to think like, those two movies are Disney movies. Like you kind of forget that. Right. You know, um, uh, but they're dis they're Disney pro- It's a Disney property that it, it seems ripe to like you know make a TV show for. You know, yeah. you have some. I mean, it's it's got all all the elements of of, of episodic TV. Where you're trying to solve this puzzle on a week-to-week basis, right? You know what I mean? Like, I could see this working as a TV show, you know. uh, It, but I, it's like funny. Like I'm like, you know, do I really give a fuck about this? And I think to myself, who gives a fuck about Tron? (laughs) Right, right, right. Yeah. So I, it, it it was a, it's a, it's a weird question to ask, but at the same time, I kind of have to ask it because, like. After all this time, after 10 years, like, you know, what are the chances of this, like, really taking off? Right. You know. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it'll probably be on, what, Disney Plus? Disney Plus, yeah. Yeah. I mean, even, like, the third movie, like, at this point, like, like, as much as I enjoyed the first two movies, like, I'm not clamoring for a third movie at this point.
1: No, I'm not. I'm not sitting back. You know, yeah, I'm the bit for this movie to
0: come. Out. But, but there are I'm people out, who do like when when these rumors arise, there are people like, oh, I can't wait. I can't wait to see this. When's it coming out? You know, when, when well, it's just a rumor. It's in it's in pre-production, you know, right. They're trying right. to get a strip together still, you know, <laughs> they're just saying we might make this. And the people are just like, oh, I can't wait, you know, but then nothing happens. And then three years later, we get another rumor, you know, so right. it's like this odd thing. But it's that like, it's that property that just kind of refuses to go away. Yeah, it
1: is. That's all right, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm not like, ooh, I can't wait for it, you know. But I, at the same point, I wouldn't mind seeing it. Yeah, <laughs> usually put together pretty well.
0: Yeah, like, I, I I will say this much like, from. It's I mean, kind of the
1: want... Jones
0: pacifier, right? Yeah, kind of. I, like, because yeah. that's the thing. like Like, like. Do you do it for a in a Mandalorian style, a slightly mature audience, like the movies were. Right. Or do you kit it down?
1: Uh, if it gets kitted down, I don't know if I'd be into that. <laughs> yeah. I want more of the movie style.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Like a hard PG thirteen, maybe. PG thirteen. Yeah. Not like a G, right? Or someone gets like bonked on the head. And yeah,
0: <laughs> <You know>? yeah. <laughs> the four-year-old bonks to get you know there's a villain on the head, right. and then they're out. You know, no, yeah, I, I get that. Okay. Yeah, we don't need that. But it, it raises an interesting question, like with Disney Plus. Like I don't know what to expect with Disney Plus. Still, like the Mandalorian was like an amazing thing of like. I can't believe this isn't as kid friendly as I thought it would be. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even though I thought, like, you know, I mean, this should be taking place in the underworld, or you know, you know, the wee baby Yode was an unexpected joy, but like for the most part, like, I, it, it 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 ran a little bit more mature. Sure. Um. But. You know, there are other things that they do on Disney Plus where it's, like, you know, it's clearly aimed at the kids. Right. You know, so, like, I don't know what to expect. Like, I would, again, I would hope, like, you do, that this goes the PG-13 route. <laughs> right. That's you know, where, nice. where, it's a grou- where it's, like, a group of adults who are trying to solve these puzzles instead of, like, a bunch of 15-year-old kids. Yeah, I mean, That's like, my concern. It's, like, it becomes, like, you know. We don't want the Bloodhound Gang. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be Hannah Montana and her friends searching for yeah. the, you know, waiting for the, Scoop to show up. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I,
1: yeah. We don't want that. No. <laughs> so I don't know. That's interesting to yeah. me. But I mean, I think Disney will just let it do what it does, you know? They haven't been really impeding a lot.
0: Who knows? Well, I mean, you're right. I mean, they haven't. And like especially with the Mandalorian, like, I see, like, you know, Robert Rodriguez is going to direct an episode in season two. I'm like, wow, there should be a lot of blood in that one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, like, you're right. Like, I I think they, you know, with Marvel, they've kind of let things go for the most part. Right. with, With Star Wars, they've let things go for the most part. But this isn't Mar. This isn't Marvel or Star Wars. This is kind of like their own property that they can kind of fuck with, and nobody can really say, "Like, hey, you did that wrong." Yeah. Well, it's you not know. big enough either, right? Yeah, you know, no
1: one's gonna say, and "says You know what? I don't yeah. think Nicolas Cage should have this gun."
0: Yeah,
1: it's not right. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, there's no cl- the 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 two movies don't have that much clout.
0: Right. Know? Right.
1: They're not gonna get it either.
0: Yeah,
1: so. but I mean, Speaking they did okay with the two
0: movies. Yeah. Speaking of Disney Plus, have you been watching the um the the I can't remember what it's called the but it's about the Mandalorian, the making of the Mandalorian. Oh, uh, no, I haven't. Is it
1: good?
0: Well, it's, it, like the first episode was interesting because it, it it was just like them talking to the each of the directors who directed an episode or two of the of the series. Yeah, And that was interesting. Um, but this last episode, like, at the end of it, like, Dave Fulani tells this story. It's like a ten minutes, it's like the last ten minutes of the episode is like him telling this story uh-huh. about working with George Lucas and how the threads run from Return of the Jedi all the way back to The Phantom Menace. And... Uh-huh. Listening to him tell this story and talking about what Star Wars is supposed to mean was one of the greatest things I've ever heard in my yeah. life. Really? Yeah, and it's I mean, and it's Dave Filani, who like I, I already think is like the master at this point. And right. he just proved it with like the story that he tells about like the fate, like the reason it's called the duel of the fates is because the fate of Anakin Skywalker hangs in the balance in the, in the first movie and you go all the way to the, to the sixth movie. Like, like he, he tells it the way he tells it. I was like, I just sat there and like had to rewind it and rewatch it. Cause it was like, Holy shit. This guy is just dealing truth bombs at the moment. <laughs> and it was really fascinating to hear him talk about it. Like, and as a guy, like who's the connection who worked with George on the clone wars and stuff. And i'm finishing the. i, I binge watched a clone wars i got two episodes left and like the way it's it, everything is kind of intersecting at the end is with revenge of the sith has been just absolutely fascinating to see and i'm like i'm like <laughs> like, like wow dave Filoni fucking gets it this guy should be in charge yeah right you know like i was like i was absolutely shocked and surprised like the like to hear him talk. I highly recommend just for that. Just like the first episode is really good. I enjoyed it. Like if you like filmmakers and hearing him talk about, you like, why we love star Wars. It, it was good. Right. And the second episode was interesting. because they you're talking about the ties to star Wars and everything else. But at the end of it, like that's that, 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 that monologue that Dave Filani goes on is so worth the price of admission. I highly recommend just checking out a, if you watch anything, just watch episode two so you can see that thing Dave Filoni talks about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's pretty cool. Yeah, and each episode is only like about a half hour or so, so it's only like a, like like they're long. But episode two is the one to watch because I was like blown away by Dave Filoni. Huh, yeah, well, he's, he knows it better than anybody, right? At this point, yeah. Well, he was his understudy pretty much, right? Yeah, Lucas. Like, like, yeah, Lu- Lucas basically handpicked him to do the Clone Wars. And, like, you know, so, like, he studied under George essentially, like, right. during the Clone Wars, like, and gained a perspective that nobody else has because, like, George opened up to him in ways that he's never opened up to anybody else. Right. About Star Wars. That's pretty cool. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, so, like, like, this like this little bit of insight that Dave Filoni gives was, like, so fascinating to watch. I was just like, holy shit. <laughs> science.
1: <laughs> science.
0: <Just> shit. <laughs> Speaking of science, what did you think of the end of Picard? I liked it. Did you? I didn't have problems with it. Did you? I didn't have problems with it, per se. Like... The thing that, that that tickled me and I could see just a lot of Star Trek fans just getting furious about was the the fix everything tool that they all of a sudden got. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, like that, that thing that fixed the ship and was able to do the thing with the ship so there was like the the Picard mover times a thousand. Like I was just like, Oh, that's gonna piss off Star Trek fans. <laughs> right. Like, I kind of overlooked it. Like, I, there was a minute, I was like, "Yeah, fuck it, I don't care, you know. Star Wars, they could do whatever the fuck they want, so why can't you do it in Star Trek? But, like, I, then I thought about it, I'm like, man, Star Trek prides itself in, like, being rooted in reality as much as possible for a science fiction show. That if I was a hardcore Star Trek fan, I would be pissed off at this. Well, were they really
1: in any kind of reality when they went to the planet? I mean... I mean, you know, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, if they gave them some some alien tech, um, software that can get into their system and fix things, that's more believable to me than life forms becoming aware to that level. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you can look at it either way.
0: Like, I, I, but it was like that whole thing of like, you know, and like, you know, when the the captain of the ship when he grabs a hold of it and. He has to think what he needs, and all of a sudden the, the tool starts fixing it. I was like, Ooh. "Yeah, that was a little
1: yeah, that was a little rough." But I mean, I, yeah. I I can imagine the tool diagnosing problems within a ship and fixing it, but mental awareness of the user was a little. Uh, yeah,
0: I, I was just like, mm, mm, I can see Star Trek fans being. I can see the re- revolution coming. <laughs> you
1: know. Yeah, I thought you had more of a problem with Picard getting fixed
0: a, a little bit like well, i mean you wouldn't I, have the card right i understand <laughs> that, that yeah I, I i mean what everything that they did made sense like i i, I get it and, and like I'm, I'm not like i wasn't objectively like you know how dare they do right. this you know what i mean but at yeah. the same time it was like kind of one of those things where i was like Oh man, that that was a that was an out. Yeah. You know, I, I, I thought, but the, the other side of it though is I thought the scene between Picard and Data was amazing. Right. You know. Oh yeah. Like that that was well done television. I I sallied up in a little bit.
1: Yeah, that was really good.
0: Yeah. Like I didn't really
1: see that one coming. No at all like they no, kind of put a twist on it or like but i am alive but i want you to end me
0: yeah you know what i mean i was like, like a, as a as a as a, a living being I, I deserve to die right <laughs> you know i deserve that finale that, that everybody else gets i thought that was i mean and it it was a really well done point in the in the show like i i, I appreciate it a lot as a, from a storytelling standpoint Right, and, right, right, right. And, and kind of wrapping up Data's arc. Yeah. You know. Um, and overall, I, I enjoyed the show as a whole. It was I good thought,
1: to see number one come back, too. Yeah. That was pretty badass. That was. But I expect that from Riker. I know, but I mean, like, there was some swearing involved there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was like, it was a little more adult than, you know. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Like, they oh, had yeah. more... Had more of an adult field when he came in and was like, I'll blow you out of the
0: water. You know what I mean? Like,
1: I have an armada behind me, yeah. motherfucker.
0: You, Either turn your fucking asses around. <laughs> you know. <laughs> exactly. I was like,
1: yeah, dude. Yeah, I mean, like they weren't fucking around. Yeah. You know what I mean? I thought that was pretty wicked.
0: But that's like one of those things I always thought they missed a boat on. And I, and I'm 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 sure. Jonathan Frakes had something to do with that, but I always thought they should have done a, a a Riker TV show. Yeah. Where, you know, it was like his ship and he was the captain. Because he seemed a little bit more Kirkish to me. Than John Luke? Than John Luke, yeah. Yeah. John Luke always
1: came across as the wise one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He, he, he was the, the, the negotiator. Business. Yeah. <laughs> he was the negotiator. He, he was the, you know... Yeah, but like, like, but it was like always like, especially in the movies when you got into the movies, it was like when the Enterprise is going into battle, it, it was you know usually Riker at the helm. Yeah, the fucking the, the ship
1: up somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Picard was hiding in a cave, stopping time with some alien girl, but Riker's getting his ass handed to him yeah. out in the cloud.
1: Reducing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, I can already hear the angry tweets from Stork. <laughs> yeah.
1: Not that I don't like. I like Patrick Stewart.
0: No, I, I do. I, I, like, I, I liked him in this show a lot. I did. I I, I, I I thought the show was fantastic. I thought it was really well done. I liked all the characters. I, 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 I thought it was just really a really, really good show. I was very impressed by it. Right. You know, I can't. I, 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 much like Discovery, I can't wait for season two of this. Right. Seven and nine look good too. Oh, <laughs> coming out of the woodwork. Yes,
1: she did. Fit too, man. Oh yeah,
0: she's an ass kicker. She's got to be at least what fifty. I don't know. I'm, I'm sure Mongus could tell us off the top of his head. I'm sure he has that data, right? It is a uh, because he loves her. Yeah. But um, let me look that up real quick. Uh
1: was the Hamilton-ish, but it was right under the mark.
0: Yeah. Jerry Ryan. 80 years 15, old. 52.
1: That show with uh, Jane Fonda and um, Lily Tomlin. Oh, team. yeah. Yeah. You know. I mean, there yeah. uh, funny parts. It was cool. I'm not a huge Jane Fonda fan. No. But, um, but it was funny. And we were trying to guess her age. She's like fucking 90 years old. Yeah, I know. She is ancient. I know. It's like
0: ridiculous.
1: That's a lot of surgery, though. Oh yeah, she looks like she's sixty. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like she doesn't look like. I think she's
0: like eighty three. She's eighty four. Like I, I I remember I was watching because I I was surprised by that too because I was watching the um, she was in news the newsroom, on uh-huh. HBO, and, like I'm watching that show and I'm like, wow I've got a really confused boner right now. <laughs> she seems kind of hot, but I know she's got to be like. 70 something <laughs> you know she's like 84 yeah i know it's no, like, seriously i know like, I, yeah, mean, I forget how i forget how long here. ago barbarella was made <laughs> right <laughs> you know <clears throat> right
1: but i i just found it funny you know yeah. what i mean like, i was just like what but
0: yeah she's up there dude and anyway. what's up what's what else that's it. So that, that, why don't we jump into our, our top fives for this week? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, why don't you go ahead and you go first with um, – <laughs> reveal what your top five is and what your number so five I, is. I just
1: didn't – it was quick. It was, it was sort of a brainstorm. Um, to tell you the truth, I'd forgotten about it. And then I went back to it, and then I couldn't come up with anything um, earlier today. Mm-hmm. And I went back to it again, and then, like, I was going to do top five action movies, and I was like, that's not good. Then we got to separate it by genre, and whether it's science fiction, whether it's Marvel, whether, you know, there's so many, like, you have, you know, Mission Impossible and Rambo anymore. I mean, there's, like, thousands. Okay. That would be pretty, I don't know easy i yeah. don't and you'll have an opinion on most of them i'm sure right? i will i think um and then lisa came in with that one that i had forgotten about yeah that was a badass guitar solo so i just start there while my guitar gently weaves on uh prince during the george harrison uh what was it
0: well it was at the rock and roll hall of fame yeah, yeah. uh but it was like a, a tribute to george harrison and like it was like like George Harrison's son and, and fucking Tom Petty. And there was a bunch of guys up on stage. Is
1: Clapton up on stage, too?
0: I don't think Clapton was, no. Yeah? No.
1: Anyway, it but, was um, one of the most memorable good, memorable guitar solos I have ever seen in my life. I think my jaw has just dropped yeah. the entire time Prince was playing. Yeah, like, Pr- Prince comes out <laughs> looking just, like just a, a, just a bad
0: motherfucker.
1: Harris- like, he's playing for him. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it was badass.
0: Too. Go ahead, you, you explain it. But I mean like like Prince comes out like like a bad motherfucker like and like, and, like you got all these guys on stage. And that's the other thing. Like you've got all these great guitarists on stage at the same time. And all of a sudden here comes Prince and like it's like I don't even think he rehearsed with them. I think this is part of the problem. Like he comes out and he just starts playing and you're just like your jaw just drops. Like everybody on stage is like in shock. as he just like crushes this guitar solo? And like any other guitarist, when you watch them play like that, they're making faces and they're gyrating their body to get these noises out of guitar. And Prince is just standing there doing it. Like there's <laughs> no there's no faces. There's no no gyrations. There's not. He's just like fucking playing guitar and. Just, he crushes this and then like finishes and walks off stage.
1: Yeah, it was not <laughs> like he hung around for applause or accolades well, or anything. He was just like, All right, I'm out of here. Love you, kid. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Like wish you well. Best wishes. And like it's like one of the weird cause like like when you think of George Harrison, you don't think of Prince. Right. At all. But like it's like Prince, like I probably said, like, I want in on this. Um you know, and everyone was like, you know, OK, like, I'm not going to rehearse with you guys. But when I show up, trust me, you'll know. <laughs> <It's> like, <Yeah. laughs> just let me have my moment with, the, yeah. with this
1: kid for here and we'll begin.
0: Just, just look it up on YouTube. It, it just prints my guitar gently weaves. And you'll just sit there with your jaw agape. Yeah. No, I just proved that he was
1: one of the best guitarists ever. Oh, yeah.
0: Hands like, down. If you need, if you need proof of that. Like if if like, if like if his music by itself is not enough, like if you, if Purple Rain doesn't kill that for you that he's one of the greatest guitarists of all time. Listen to that guitar solo he does at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, you're like, "Okay, yeah. yeah. He's one of the all-time." Kill. Killer. Yeah. All
1: right. So from memory, just, you know, um I mean, these songs stand out for me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'd have to go – I mean, I don't think there's any order I can really put them in. Eruption would probably be one. Yeah. I mean, going back to our childhood, first hearing Eruption, how many times we played it over and over and over and over and over again. Just you trying to I mean? figure out how
0: the fuck he made those noises.
1: Yeah. It was so new like, back
0: you, you were You were hearing something you had never heard before from a guitar. Right. You know, like Eddie Van Halen, like, tapping, like, the way he – And you're just like, how, how did – that can't be a guitar, that's got to be something on the key. It wasn't, it was, it. yeah.
1: Um, I probably wrote down like six or seven songs. You know, one of those guitar solos that I always loved was, um, from Freebird. Oh, yeah, I love guitar in Freebird, yeah. you know what I mean? It's just, I don't know. Just a good solo.
0: I, I love it? this song too. Yeah. And um, when you get into the live version, it gets even crazier. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. But so, yeah, Freebird, I have to bring that in there. Um, There's probably, there's so many guitar solos. That's why I was like, that's why I almost didn't pick this one because it was just like, hey, you know? Yeah uh probably sweet child of mine by gnr yeah if i'm touching on solos from the past that you know sparks memories you know um it's so iconic it is yeah you know what i mean yeah it's just you hear that and it's like yep you know that you know it's like it makes you feel good it brings you back to that time period and that guitar and just some incredible stuff <sighs> um i had texas flood on here i mean like there was a lot of stuff i had on here i think that was four i'll probably say stairway i know that's a classic thing but it was also part of my youth you know oh, yeah. the no stairway movement you know by yeah. you know wayne's world and stuff like that but i mean like i mean I don't know. I think of Stairway of Heaven. I, Stairway to Heaven. I think of WDVE and when, when I was younger.
0: Oh, you <laughs> know what I mean? Yeah. Played so much Zeppelin. Um, and that's, a, but, I mean, and that's that's a classic guitar solo. That that's Stairway. Yeah. Like right there in the middle of that song, you're just like, damn, Jimmy Page is good.
1: Right. Um, and then I had a couple more, a couple more from, um, of course, uh, Jimi Hendrix and all that kind of shit. Um, I think I had a song by Cream, um, but yeah. So those are my those are my top ones. I even put Crazy Train down. Well,
0: I mean Crazy Train deserves a spot there.
1: It's a good solo. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Randy Rhodes. Yeah. So. Yeah.
0: So anyway, what were your top five? What was your top five? Well, my my top five, and I like a couple I threw in, like I because you like you're like I couldn't pick 5 So like like off the top of my head I like I had eruption stairway layla Oh, yeah. Um, sweet child of mine and comfortably numb yeah, comfortably numb yeah that's a good one that is and like it's like you one of those ones you forget cuz like you forget how good of a guitarist David Gilmore is right right you know but yeah he's, a, was... great, he's like a great guitarist and that's a fantastic solo oh yeah So, my, my top five is uh, my top five fictitious presidents. Fictitious presidents. Fictitious presidents. Pre- wow, pre- presidents. Yeah. Pre- presidents um, in, in fictional settings. Okay. So, my number five. Wow. Hmm. I said, wow. Yeah. Is uh, Dwayne Elizondo. Mountain Dew Herbert Camacho. Okay. Uh, th- this is uh, the president from Idiocracy, okay. played by Terry Crews. All right. Yeah. You know, and he's got a, a, like a, you know, he's like this big, you know, I mean, he's Terry Crews. He's a like big, muscular guy with, like, a a big mullet, you know. <laughs> nice. And, and it's Idiocracy, so he's a complete idiot. yeah. Know? And they're they're they they you know they're using Gatorade on their crops and can't figure out why shit's growing, you know. Mm-hmm. So he was like so hysterical. He was like was just. And it's like, wow, we're almost there. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we're <I'm> gonna say. <laughs> um, number four. His name is never given, but it's the president from Escape from New York. Oh yeah. Played by Donald Pleasance uh huh, you know, and and poor Donald Pleasant gets his ass kicked in that movie. But at the end, he's like a number one, the Duke of New York, and he's like kicking him and shooting him and shooting him. <laughs> <This> great <laughs> right. moment where he's like, <laughs> you know, it's, just, it's like one of those oddball things that like, but it's like, it's like it's Donald Pleasance. How do you not like this guy? You know, right. Um, number three I've got um President Thomas Whitmore from Independence Day
2: okay
0: yeah I, if anything just for the speech you know yeah you know the, the the speech by itself is like you know if that's not enough to get your route up I don't know what is but like he's actually like like this very like from from a presidential standpoint like very interesting as he's he's like you know you know the whole thing about, like, you know, going to Area 51 and, you know, approaching, you know, like it, it was like a real, like, I, I thought, like, a president in a crisis like that, that, that he was a good president. And then at the end, you know, in the second movie, as bad as that fucking movie was, I at least salute his his sacrifice.
1: <laughs> you know? I thought it was Koi cool. went up in the plane. Yeah. And they're like, no, no, you can't go. And they're yeah. like, I'm a pilot. Yeah, we need we pilots. We don't have too many pilots here.
0: Yeah, that's pretty cool. That that, that too, like you lead him. Hey, look, I'm gonna go up there and uh, I'm gonna defend this planet.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna scorch yeah. the skies. Yeah, that's badass dude.
0: That is a badass move in my opinion.
1: <laughs> yeah, he was a good president.
0: Yeah. At, at number two, I've got uh, Andrew Shepard from the movie America, the American President. Okay. Um, I the only reason he I mean, he's played by Michael Douglas, and he was an interesting character. He was a well written character, and I think I, I I think I just end up like giving him like a a little extra love because that movie was written by Aaron Sorkin. Okay. You know, who who I absolutely love, and <sighs> you know, so it was like he was the precursor. In many ways And that movie was kind of a precursor To the West Wing Okay Which was a show that I absolutely love And number one is Jed Bartlett from the West Wing Okay You know like Politics aside Like And on the show Jed Bartlett's a Democrat But I honestly wish That's how presidents were yeah. Like that, and that's the problem with the West Wing. Like the West Wing is like political fantasy. Yeah. And it's the same thing with like with Andrew Shepard. Like you look at these got people and like, I wish that's how our presidents acted. Like I wish this is how politics were done. And instead, right. you know, we get what we get. But like right. you you look at like Jed Bartlett and you look at like how he handled things as a president, like, man, I wish I wish that was my guy. Right, right. You know. Even though he's a Democrat, even though we we him and I don't see eye to eye on everything, I respect him as a president. You know, <laughs> yeah. So, so that that's my top five.
1: I got to throw in Voodoo Child by Jimi Hendrix. Oh yeah, and I'll just leave
0: it at that. Yeah, that's a great song. Great guitar. That no, is a great, great song. Great talk. Great guitar. Yeah, I'm not gonna deny that. Um okay. it, it there was a feeling. I, I, I looked up real quick. Um the fifty greatest guitar solos. This was by Guitar Matt, Guitar World. Uh huh. Um and there, there was some like Light My Fire, Robbie Krieger. Yeah. Alive, uh from Pearl Jam. Uh uh-huh. Mike McCready there. Sharp dressed man Billy Gibson from ZZ Top. <laughs> that is that's a, that's a good guitar yeah, solo. Man. Yeah, he's good, man. Um, Brighton Rock by Brian May from Queen. Mm. Which is a good guitar solo. Um some ways like it's an odd one, but real in the years by Steely Dan. Ugh. And I know you're not a fan, but that, I, I think back to that, I'm like, yeah, it's not a bad guitar solo. Right, right. You know, yeah. it, it's, it's not what you and I look for in a guitar solo, but, like, it's a damn good guitar solo when I think back on it. Yeah. A whole, whole lot of love, Jimmy Page. Oh, what a great song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's what I – I didn't even think of this, or this guy, which shows, like, how you can forget about people – Black Star by Ingve Malstein. Wow, yeah, you Yngwie. forget, about, yeah, you forget about how good Ingve was, right? The cemetery Gates, Dimebag Daryl. Mm. The thrill is gone with BB King. Blues, yes, yeah. Stranglehold, <laughs> Ted Nugent. <laughs> Uh, surfing with the Alien, Joe Satriani, mm. Mr. Crowley by Randy Rhodes, Bride and Soul, yeah, Bride and Joy, Stevie Ray Vaughan, Fade the Black, Kirk Kurt Hammett, Hamm- yeah, Kurt Hammett, um, Bulls on Parade, Tom Morello from Rage, yeah. Yeah, but Tom
1: Morello's like out of this world, dude.
0: Yeah, I mean, as much as I'm not a fan of Rage Against the Machine, I will wholeheartedly admit that Tom Morello is one of the greatest guitarists of all time. <laughs> He's on another level. Yeah, like I I, I that, that's one of those things. As a as a, a guitar aficionado, I can't deny that for a second. You know, <laughs> right. like I may not I may not like your music, but I can at least admit that you're one of the goats. You know. <laughs> right. yeah. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody was on there. Little Wings by Jimi Hendrix.
2: Yeah.
0: One of my all-time favorites, Cliffs of Dover by Eric Johnson. Yeah. Heartbreaker, Highway Star. Yeah, Layla. So yeah, there's a there's a bunch like Texas Flood. Yeah. Like, there's a there's a bunch. Like it, it's like one of those interesting things like and like you said, it becomes it becomes kind of like, what's your preference? Yeah. Because like like that, that Steely Dan one, I I agree. Like that's a great guitar solo, but it's not what you and I look for in a guitar solo. Like, so I wouldn't, right. I would never think I'm of, sure, Yeah.
1: I'm sure there's a lot of dire straits on there too. But I'm yeah, not there a was. dire straits fan.
0: Neither yeah. am I. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But I mean, like, I'm not going to deny that he's like an incredible guitar player.
0: Yeah. Like, you know
1: what I mean? Like, yeah fantastic but to me he gets kind of they kind of get put into that steely dan realm yeah for me i
0: yeah. mean that's you know
1: i'd rather listen to fade to black
0: i was i saw steely dan live once uh it was an impressive show like i i like i didn't walk away like going like wow i'm a huge steely dan fan now but i was like first off i like knew more of the music than i thought i would and It was really, like, it was a good show. It's the only time I've ever been to Starlight Amphitheater where they actually rented out chairs. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Like, it was that calm of a show that, like, you know, you could rent chairs out. Nice. You know? But, you know,
1: like, there are people that are Steely Van fans, but they're Steely Dan fans. Oh, yeah. Like, it's in, like, that... It's sort of like in that Bruce Springsteen realm. Like, there's Bruce Springsteen and then there's Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, same yeah. thing with um, um, oh, shit. I forget where I was going with it, but they're in that. They kind of they kind of sit on that other dire straits. Same with, yeah. same. Yeah. They're on that shelf of bootlegs and yeah. Like, underground stuff and you know they're just huge 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 fans you know what i mean i don't think i've ever found a band like that i'm sure you have but i i have not dave matthews i love music yeah but um there's never a i don't think there's ever been a band where i'm like you know get that deep into it the dead were very similar the dead What is it bootlegs and all that kind of stuff? And I'm just like, "Mm, I'm good with, I'm good with the disco one. No, I'm just kidding.
0: But I mean, the Dave Matthews band is that way. Yeah. Like there are people who like, like Dave Matthews. Like I, like I like Dave Matthews. I can listen to the music. I've got a CD, you know, (laughs) but there are people who like, they follow Dave Matthews around the country. You know, yeah, like they've fish. got all the bootlegs. You know, it's like, and you're like, holy shit, you're going that deep down this rabbit hole. It's Dave fish fucking Matthews. Fish, yeah, fish, yeah, fish is, is the same, same. way. But yeah. there
1: are people that go on that end with like Bruce Springsteen and all them guys. You know oh, what yeah. I mean, like Dan and I'm like, I don't, I don't think I want to get that deep into Steely Dan, to tell you the truth. No. You know what I mean? Like I'm good. I'm, I'm. We can cut it right there. Yeah. You know? Same thing with Bruce Springsteen. I mean, I hear a song from Bruce that I like here and there. Yeah. But, you know, I don't worship the ground that he walks on. <clears throat> like, Vetter stuff like that, too. Vetter's kind of going that path, too. Yeah. Not the path of Bruce Springsteen, but he, he has a fan base on his solo stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where they have on these cut versions and stuff like that. But I was never a huge Vetter fan, either.
0: I mean, I liked him. I remember a young Sean, 14, 15 years old, trying to hook up with the girl for the simple fact that her dad had Led Zeppelin bootlegs. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was just like, hey, um, will I come over to your house and, uh, we can listen to the Zeppelin bootlegs.
1: I don't care if you have three arms. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't matter to me.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like I am, I am lousy with women. One leg. Yeah. I am off with try, at, at talking to girls, but I hear your dad's got legs up on bootlegs and I am willing to give this a shot. <laughs>
1: nice. Yeah. Whatever material lies from there.
0: <laughs> Nothing, you know, um, I got to her house one time and I got to listen to a couple of Zeppelin bootlegs. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. Like, no she, way. Yeah. Like, it, it was, It was, I don't want to give her name away because I, I, I actually, I, I, but like, I knew her well enough that like, I could get her to invite me over to her house under the pretense I wanted to listen to her dad's bootlegs without like, you know, but it was like one of those things where I was like. We also hung on enough that it was like one of those deals where I was like, maybe she's into me. Maybe she's not. I don't know. I don't care. I want to hear her dad's legs up on bootlegs. <laughs> you know? And I got to listen to him, And that's when I learned bootlegs aren't all that they're cracked up to be. No, they're not. They're not. Because it was like really shitty sound quality. It was like, you know, somebody recording like, you know, with like a a, a tape track underneath their shirt. Like, you know, like you yeah. can tell it's like really shitty quality. I'm just like, and she's like, so you digging this? I'm like, oh, it's fucking awesome. What generation is this? Like, it's like, like a fifth generation recording on like a, a Casio 90-minute tape. I'm just like, oh, man, this is awful. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, look at the time. I got to go home and get time for dinner. <laughs> yeah. You know.
1: That's funny.
0: Yeah. So. Anyway, so let's go ahead and dip our toe in the old mailbag. Cool. Mailbag. And as always, we start with our good friend Superfan Thad. Cool. Hello, my two favorite hosts like to see who can shove the most wieners in their mouth. Wow. My bet is on Nancy. Obviously, because he thought Nancy was going to be here this week. What has been your go-to food during the quarantine? That's an interesting question from Thad. Have you had a snack that you've uh, been enjoying a little bit more than you should have? Have A go-to snack there?
1: Who, us? Yeah. Mm, Same stuff. We've been eating a lot more um, noodles. like Like um, ramen-style noodles. Yeah. That's really it. Definitely
0: has <laughs> Nancy has at Target they have these fruit gummies. They're like a uh, buck a bag. But uh, they're delicious. Yeah. So like I gave Nancy like 20 bucks and I was like, get 20 bucks worth of those fucking gummies. Cause like that's like my gut. Like, cause I'll I'll have a breakfast like 10, 11 o'clock in the morning. Uh, start my day. I don't eat dinner until six. Around four o'clock, I get a little peckish. Bag of those gummies hold me over. <laughs> so, so that's been my go-to. These these fruit gummies that uh that are, that's like Target brand, like oh, so, yeah. So it's not it's not even like a name brand. It's like like you know Target brand and shit. And I'm like you know they're delicious. Nice. I almost had a movie produced by Hollywood. It was a movie about constipation. Although the movie never came out. Nice. Wah, wah. <laughs> the whole AMC Universal feud. Universal broke the gentleman's handshake. Universal basically went and asked him. No, no. You never go ask to mouth. <laughs> Did you hear you heard about all this horse shit though with Universal and AMC yeah. theaters? Oh, long story short, um, based upon the success of Trolls World Tour, Universal is talking about releasing more movies at a premium video on demand. And
2: okay.
0: either is doing it simultaneously with theater releases or bypassing the theater altogether. Okay. AMC, AMC kind of got pissed off and was like, well, we'll never carry another Universal picture again. Oh, yeah. Well, considering AMC's in dire straits, I'll bet they're looking forward to when the next Fast and Furious or Jurassic Park movie comes out. Right. You know, so I don't see that holding up. <laughs> right. um, Not ever Trolls. Well, like, the thing is, it's, it, it's like, they moved Trolls. Trolls was supposed to be released, like, in March. Yeah. And because of everything that was going on, that you know, clearly it wasn't being released in the theater, so instead of pushing it, Universal just said, we will just release it as a premium video on demand. Well, it did $100 million as as, as a video on demand. Damn. Yeah. So Universal's like th- thought process is, well, if we could do $100 million and get more money because we get a bigger cut, we get 80% as compared to 50% based on ticket sales.
1: Yeah, you're making the same amount as you would if you had it produced in the theaters.
0: Right. If not more. Yeah. You know, so they're viewing their product and saying, "Well, maybe we need to start looking at changing our release structure." Right. And meanwhile, Universal is saying, or not, not, Universal AMC is saying, "No, there's an agreement that you have that you release video, you release movies in this order, so it doesn't hit video on demand until it's out of theaters." Right. And Universal's kind of like, "Yeah, but," <laughs> you know, so it, it's it's an interesting. It's an interesting fight, and I get both sides of it. But like with with, I think with the the other side of that is, though so it's a whirlwind of like a perfect storm where like, okay, you had people who were looking for something for their kids to do. Let's get a Trolls World Tour. We'll pay the twenty bucks for it, watch it pre- premium video on demand, and that will entertain the kids for an hour and a half. Right. You know what I mean? Like that's, I think that's what people okay. were doing. And you know, because of the situation, the, the this whole pandemic situation, it's a perfect storm for that particular movie.
1: Well, I tell you what, I mean, theaters aren't going to open up anytime soon. No, I don't think. So. Well, and I mean, they're, like they're going to have the ticket sales that they had before. If you want to expect to have social distancing in
0: a theater, well, you're, that's what we talked about. Like, you know, how, how do you do that? Like, or are you doing it at half capacity? Or are you doing it at 25% capacity? Yeah. You know, and You're then how, losing much, money. And how much time are you taking in between each showing to disinfect the theater? Correct. You know, so I mean, there's a lot of questions that are going to go into, like, when movie theaters do eventually open up, what are the steps that are being taken to ensure public safety? You know? Oh, yeah. And, and what about all the summer blockbusters and stuff like that. Right. Well, I mean, and they keep getting pushed like the next the next big one is Tenet, the the Christopher Nolan movie, which is due yeah. out due out in July. Yeah. Well, we're going to find out this week if it's getting pushed or if they're actually going to release it in July, because that's yeah. what AMC and all these other theater chains are kind of banking on is that movie. That's a tentpole movie by a tentpole director that they feel was going to do, you know, a couple hundred yeah. million dollars. Right. So all these movie cha- movie theater chains—that's what they were banking on making the big comeback with—is *Tenet*. And yeah. you know, so at this point, Warner Brothers is trying to figure out what they're going to do with that movie—if they're actually going to release it or not. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, you're right, and I mean, and that's a movie like that. That's a movie. I don't want to not see that in theater. Like, I want to see right. that in IMAX. That's Christopher Nolan. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: You know that movie will look glorious in IMAX. Right. You know, but at the same time, I also don't want to sit elbows to assholes, you know, in a in a crowded theater of five hundred people, right? And have one motherfucker cough, and the rest of us going, turning around, looking like motherfucker. Yeah, you know? it's Fight Club. Yeah, <laughs> it's Fight Club. Exactly. So yeah, I mean, it, it's a, it's an interesting question you have to ask, and I mean, and it goes for everything, like you know, pro sports, like when when. When, when are you going to let people in the stands? I know. When are people going to want to be in the stands? Correct. And that's you the know. thing.
1: We were talking about that the other day. Jared and I was like, how do you social distance at a football game?
0: Exactly. I mean,
1: the seats alone are less than six feet apart. Yeah. You know what I mean? Three seats together, that's under six feet, I think, or well, barely there.
0: Okay. Like, like Well, like Florida was talking about 25% capacity for like. Live events. Yeah. Well, in an 80,000-seat stadium, what's 25% capacity?
1: Correct. (laughs) You know, I mean, it's still... It's a lot of people getting a hot dog.
0: Yeah, it's still like 10,000 people.
1: (laughs) Right. That's what I mean. Like, it's... I I don't see it as being feasible. Yeah. I I think that... And also, too, I think there's going to be a resurgence of this, you know, in the fall... When flu, when flu season kicks back around again, right? You know, and air starts getting drier again, and oh you yeah, know, that, that's you know, unfortunately, I think that's when uh, you know probably another resurgence happens, and which is probably the natural course of things because you know that's when we get the flu every year. I mean, that's when the flu comes back. That's why you need to get your shots before a certain dates. You know, all that kind of crap.
2: Yeah,
1: but. I mean, you know, that's right in the middle of football season. Yeah. I mean, about it. End of August, September to January.
0: Yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean, I've heard people talking about, like, you know, okay, well, like, at a sporting event, like, you have to release sections at a time. And, like, so, like, you can end up being at the stadium, like, for another hour waiting for them to release you from a social distancing standpoint instead of, like, having that herd of people leaving the stadium all at one time. Yeah, I mean, like... like think of who's going to do that? You've been, in, you've been in
1: the herd, though. Oh, yeah. I, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you know what it's like. Even yeah. just going into the game, less of a herd, but going out is fucking mayhem.
0: Yeah. At and a Steeler like, game, and a Penguin game, it's yeah, insanity.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, like,
0: how, how do you social distance? Yeah, there's no such thing. Yeah, like... I don't care what plan you put in place. There's no such thing. No. You know,
1: there's it's not. So maybe the NFL needs to invest in some, you know, antibody testing and vaccines. I'm just kidding. That was my political statement. For, for
0: <laughs> well, I think it's going to be interesting to see because, like, I mean, you know, the NBA, you know, they're not making a decision on whether they're going to com- complete their season until June. Yeah. The, the NHL is just like, yeah, we ain't got a fucking clue, you know? And major league baseball is like trying to figure out like some sort of like bubble option where like, you know, you just basically rip a guy away from his family for the next six months so he can play baseball. I know. And, and it's like, you know,
2: yeah.
0: yeah. It's like, holy hell, like this is insanity. Like, you know, but at the same time, like, you know, you're losing millions of dollars. It was so funny. I heard on
1: the radio that they were talking about, you know, sports and stuff like that. And they were like, someone said, I I don't know who it was, but they were like, yeah, America needs baseball again. They they need baseball the pastime. And I'm like, "Eh, really? Do we? You know what I mean? Like, you're talking about a non-baseball guy like myself. And I'm like, "Eh, I think I need football more than I need baseball. I, oh, think football, I, I think football is, to me, my American pastime.
0: Well, I mean, think, think of it this way, though. Like, right now, you would be in the heart of the NBA playoffs. You'd be in yeah. the heart yeah, of the NHL playoffs. And you would be a month and a half into the baseball season already. Yeah. And at the same time, OTAs would have started with the NFL. Right. You know, so, yeah, you would have all of this distraction from sports. Like you're expecting that. And that's not even mentioning, like, the fringe sports like soccer and, you know, the MLS and, you know, the European leagues and all this other shit. Like, you know, it's – there's nothing. So when you hear, that like, NASCAR is going to have, like, seven races in 14 days and you, you hear that, you know, UFC is going to have, you know, all these events over the next few weeks in Jacksonville. Like, you know, it's like, holy shit, live sports, you know? Yeah. So, like, I can see where people get excited, but at the same time, like, you know, it's NASCAR. (laughs) Like, I, I get, like, these are taking place in front of empty stadiums and in front of empty arenas. You know, is the same thing with, like, WWF and AEW wrestling? Like, you know, how do you ensure in a contact sport, you know, where, you know, you're getting up close and sweaty with somebody? Yeah. You know, I know like AEW had their first live event in four weeks this past week, and they were proud of the fact that every single person in the building was tested the day before and quarantined. So oh, yeah? yeah, so like you you were not you if you had to pass you had to pass the, the test to get in the building. So the day before you were tested and you were quarantined until the test results came back. And they were proud of that fact that, like, we tested everybody and that's the way – that's the only way you get in the buildings if you, you're tested and you pass the test and you've been quarantined while you while we're waiting for the results. Right. So, you know, WWE but, is just doing temperature checks.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. But,
1: you know, 35% of the tests are coming back false false negatives. I mean, that's, that's the what have, like, at the same point. You know what I mean? Like, there's so many gray areas, not to get political yeah. or not to get any of this crap – there's just a lot of gray areas that America is not—it's just not ironed out yet. Right. Do you know what I mean? And, like, I, I get i get the economy coming back. I get it. I mean, seriously. I get these people are out of work. And I get that, too. But, you know, you got to look at, I don't know, you got to look at Federal and you, and you got to say, <clears throat> we got to be better than this. You know what I mean? Yeah. If this was a bioterrorism attack, yeah. We'd have been where Atlantis is right yeah. now. We'd have been yeah. buried. This was yeah. a true bioterrorist attack. I mean, come on. Right. So I mean, I just think that it's gonna I think we're just gonna be hurting for a while.
0: Yeah. Unfortunately. I mean, even UFC, like they were proud, like they they tested, I guess, um, Fighters had to come into Jacksonville on Wednesday. Because they ha- they're they having a live event tonight. Yeah. And fighters had to come in on Wednesday to get tested. And one of the fighters came back with a positive. And, you know, the, the Florida, I guess, um, uh, fight board was okay with the fact that the, how they handled it with him. Like, he came into town on Wednesday he was quarantined. He had no contact with anybody else on the card. And they were satisfied that the card could go on. Go on. Yeah. Like he, he's not fighting. System? No, he's not fighting. Oh, okay. Like, right. His his fight was canceled, but the rest of the, the rest of the card could go on. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, like that was the concern was one guy tested positive, are they gonna cancel the entire show? He was probably showing no symptoms either. No, he wasn't. He yeah. was asymptomatic. Correct.
1: That's crazy, right? Yeah. That's why I'm not over at the house.
0: Yeah, I understand. Yeah. I understand. But I mean, it, but it's like one of those things where like, you know, like, but they like UFC talked about that with pride on Friday. Yeah. And today. It was like, hey, look, the system worked. We, the guy was tested. You know, we he was in a quarantine while the, we waited for the test results to come back, once the test results came back and we saw he was positive, the fight the fight got canceled. Right, right. That's it. You know, we did everything we were supposed to do. Nobody else was, you know, right around they knew them. What they were supposed to do. Right, but that so, was good that's, though.
1: That's, and that's
0: what you're supposed to do. Right, but they were like, but that's the thing that they're like promoting, and like, cause like they because like, it's like, what's the backlash on this? Right, you know what I mean? Like, you know that like. To hold a NAS, like, how, what, what do you consider the essential personnel at a NASCAR event? Right. You know what I mean? Camera. Like,
2: Emergency
0: yeah, like, reserve. You're, yeah, like you're, you're talking like 500 some people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Have all of those people been tested? <laughs> you know? Right. Like, it, it's like one of those crazy things. Like, I get, like, if you're NASCAR, you've, you know, with sponsorships and everything else, like, you know, you got to get out there and you got to make your money. But yeah. at the same time, like even in, like an empty racetrack, you're still talking like you know five six hundred people probably around there. Right, right. How do you practice proper social distancing in the pit crew? <laughs> right. You know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. I need so, like, to get away. yeah. So it's like it's like a, this weird thing. Like uh, you know, like I'm with you. Like I, I think like. Sports are needed. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a The thing is, we need the distraction at some point. But I, one, I don't want people ripped away from their families and put into like a biodome <laughs> right. so they can perform for my entertainment. Right. You know, what I mean, that, that's number one. Yeah, and number two, it, you know? yeah. But number two, like, like you know, I much rather have you come back when, when, when you're we're ready. Right. You know, that's the whole thing. Like, I, I don't want to see you come back haphazardly and just to crown a champion right? just to make some cat quick cash. Right. You know, and yeah, we can always put COVID
1: trackers on everybody. Yeah. As the mic draws.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and as we, like, like, you said, like you said, when you look at that NFL season, like, yeah, anyway. as you look. As you look forward to that NFL season, it's like, man, I, I love football. You know, I'll watch an empty stadium game. I watch enough XFL and AFL, AAF games that, you know, I'm used to empty yeah, stadiums. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes pit games. Sometimes pit games, yeah. yeah. Most pit games. <laughs> but at the same time, like, I don't see how you can have a training camp
1: Right. Yeah. I, dude, I know.
0: Yeah. Well, I
1: mean, you got to remember in the beginning of this freaking thing, we didn't have rapid tests either.
0: No.
1: They're, they're supposedly faulty anyway. But I mean, like, you, you don't have a rapid test. So you got to wait 24 to how many, so many hours yeah. for your results. You know, that's takes up two days of your week of practice and everything else. I mean, how do you adjust to that? Yeah. Let alone training camp, but what about the regular season? I mean, you have practices to go through and drills and film, and I mean, like team sport, right? I mean, like, yeah, you know, do you make the practice squad a bunch of COVID patients? No, (laughs) hit him again, (laughs) (laughs) make him hurt. You know what I did watch this week, and I, I'll leave you with this. I did watch Rudy. Oh, God. I know. That's what my entire house said.
0: Yeah, it's a... I'm it, oh, I I, scanning. Rudy. Rudy. Like, I'm not going to deny it's a good movie. I can't. Like I mean, I'd, I'd be an asshole if I said it, it, it sucks as a movie. Fuck Notre Dame. I know. Fuck Rudy and fuck Notre Dame. <laughs> hmm.
1: I did watch it though.
0: I'm 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 glad you did. I'm glad you enjoyed it. That's <laughs> just like my parents got upset with me. They're like the um, like what did you think of the Blind Side? Like I've never watched it, and they're like, why not? I'm like, well, it's the story of Michael Orr. I'm like, yeah, and I'm like, he played, he played for Baltimore. Fuck him. I don't give a fuck about his life story. And kiss my ass. Nice. My parents are like what? They're like and fuck Rudy too. <laughs> Is that what you said? Yeah. Nice. I ain't watching that shit. Fucking Raven. <laughs> kiss my ass.
1: <laughs> That's funny.
0: Yeah. Uh continuing on. Um. I am okay with movies being released at home I do have the home theater With a 110 inch movie screen I'm sure you're watching A ton of porn on that (laughs) My top five This thing My top five things I would miss at the movie theaters If they closed down Number five Looking over the urinal partition To check out the other person peeing Mm. Yuck Rubbing one out in the movie theater (laughs) seats. Reaching over and playing popcorn games with Sean. Farting in the middle of the movie theater and watching the people in front of me gag. I love busting ass in the dark and watching others try to figure out where it came from. And the number one reason I would miss going to the theater is sitting down next to or in the middle of someone who wanted that extra space in between them and the next group. That's why I buy four seats. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Okay, it's time to go. I have some really bad gas next to accidentally turn my couch, brown and red. Yeah. Well, yuck and double yuck. Next up we have our good friend the otter. Better known as super fan Tim. Okay. Tim writes in Hey Pittsburgh Nards. Hey. Hello to the Khaleesi of Essential. That being Nancy. And regardless to the lazy imp dog of the castle. That being me. <laughs> I'm glad to hear Sean is doing something during quarantine. Even if it's mowing a three foot by five foot square with an electric mower. Like some sort of mustachioed Lawrenceville hipster. My lord, even Stork has a combustion engine. Look. If it if. if I thought about buying one of those fucking push mowers, like the old school ones, that like just had like the spinning blades. I think you would have died. I would have, but also you have to like keep those sharp. I don't have that kind of time. <laughs> yeah. So, but, but really, like, I, dude, it's the mower runs. It, it's fine. I I don't mind it. It does the my three foot by five foot yard just fine. I don't need a combustion engine. I don't need to worry about all that shit. Yeah. I do need to get a weed whacker and hedge trimmers. We're talking about that next. and uh, I'm hoping to get something electric with an interchangeable battery.
1: Yeah.
0: Ryobi yeah. makes them. Ryobi, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll be... Uh,
1: Not that I trust Ryobi, but I guess as far as <clears throat> batteries...
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: They're usually built in China.
0: Yeah. And well, I mean, so I'm sure... that. Yeah, I'm sure my, my lawnmower was, too. Like, I mean, it's a Sun Joe. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. We ordered it from Target. (laughs) So, I mean, it's not exactly a name I know, but fuck it. It works. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Enough emasculating Sean and move on to more important things crabs. Nancy, where do you guys get your crab from? (laughs) Huh? Just kidding i'm yeah. just kidding <laughs> yeah i lived outside of baltimore for about five years i miss crabs and natty bow beer we had a joint called lp steamers near fells point we went to <laughs> me and beaver like crabs but mostly when we were entertaining family from pittsburgh we kept the crab cakes um i don't know where nancy gets the crabs i i she wears it from like the people who catch them so it's not like she's ordering it from, like, a restaurant or something. Like, she's actually, like, like ordering them off the dock. So, like, I don't know. Like, it's like, you know, Captain Jack or something. <clears throat> I'll have to ask her, and I'll, I'll text you the information. But, um, yeah, that's what she, I mean, she, she's not ordering from a restaurant. Now, she does get them pre-steamed, so, but she has – I have seen where she has had them brought up live and seen them herself nice yeah yeah it's, that's really creepy and stinky oh yeah oh
1: yeah. not just with live crab just crab period
0: crab period yeah it, it's a fucking yeah that old bay yeah it's not
1: even old bay it's the fucking
0: smell like crap yeah that too just can't do it yeah i love a good soft shell crab sandwich looks like you're eating a giant spider on toast Yuck. Well, she gets she her, her, she gets Maryland blue crab, so they're hard shell, not soft shell. Yeah, but
1: soft shells only come in like there's a certain period you can get soft shells. Yeah, it's like certain time of year.
0: Yeah. Wow.
1: My with dad friend, ate soft shell crab.
0: Yeah. The first time I had crab, I went into it with the wrong frame of mind. I was starving. I was with friends in Ocean City and couldn't get the point i informed my friends i'm from a place that doesn't have time for this shit we put coleslaw and french fries directly on the sandwich (laughs) after an hour of beating the shit out of crabs and filling up on fries and beer all for a little bit of meat i declared i needed to go to the bathroom I asked, do I get to go to the bathroom all in one piece or do I have to all in one place or do I have to pee a little bit and eat in this toilet and then a little bit in this toilet before I finish? Anyway, once it explained to me that it's more of a social event and less of a smorgasbord, then I started to enjoy it more. I actually ordered some crab cakes, crab soup, and crab dip from Jimmy's Seafood in Baltimore for Beaver for Mother's Day. Well, which that's is bo- crazy. Huh? That was nice of him That was nice of him Which is bullshit bullshit, because she isn't my mother Damn pup needs to step up I've got my own shit to worry about Nice I will I will give a quick Otter story So He texted me last night That he was watching Jay and Silent Bob reboot Okay oh, yeah. And um let me, let me pull this up here Because it's kind of funny um have you watched reboot yet?
2: Yeah,
0: okay. Uh, let me see here do, 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 do. It was before that. Okay, so he says. Um, oh, okay, yeah. He also gave me the idea for the uh, the best presidents. I have to give him credit for that. I forgot. Um, giving James Tom, Bob reboot my se- my second attempt. Booze is killing my ability to finish these movies. I honestly love Silent... Um, No, this guy. When Jason Lee calls Hollywood, you'll never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. This movie won my heart. So I told him, if you can make it to the Affleck scene, you'll sally up as a dad. (laughs) And he gives me this whole thing about, like, I don't get sad about the pup. Somebody ever took the pup, something ever happened to the pup. I'd nuke the fucking entire continent for revenge. Commando is a pussy movie. I'm just saying that the guy that said Liam Neeson, I'm taking I'm taking was too soft. I'm <laughs> on record for your on your show for saying dude was soft. That was years before I had a daughter. God, Jesus, Allah and Jehovah saved the fucking thing that comes after the pup. Um think I'm on this rant. I'm like, you know, okay. Whatever, tough guy. So <laughs> Later on, two in the morning, I just get this text message: "You fucker." And I just fly back. I tried to give you a heads up. He's like, haha, you know what I was fucking referring to? Fucking Papa Nerd." And he's like, "Uh, he talks about being Bruce Wayne until you realize you're you're Thomas Wayne. It's unreal. Like, it, I so like." That scene, it makes me laugh. Is like, you know, he's like all tough guy on me. What you expect from Otter? But I yeah. can just see him sitting there alone in the dark, watching this movie, listening to Affleck give that whole speech, and just like, you know, sallying up. <laughs> I love it. So anyway, Otter continues. Anyway, Sean, uh, give Jimmy's famous seafood a follow on Twitter. They're always in fights with the PETA and big wrestling fans. Definitely entertaining, even when they bang on the Steelers. Quick synopsis of Angel has fallen. I drank a lot, went in before viewing, so I'm blurry on the details. The training in the beginning with the simulation rounds was cool. They're like paintballs with gunpowder. I've been told another two have been lost training with those things. I don't think the guys going to present on the middle of the forest would be rocking as many small 9 millimeter submachine guns as we saw. Okay. I don't think you could pick handcuffs or locks with a firing pin. And those are my notes. From there, my notes become unreadable, and my memory fails me. Let's say John Wick 3 all over again. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I, well, I was interested, like, I, you know, because – you know the the, the follow movies are about the Secret Service and like I'm I'm inter- I'm always interested because like you know Otter calls bullshit on a lot of movies like how, with how realistic like the yeah <clears throat> everything's handled. But I was just curious what his thoughts were because they they try to look as real as possible in those movies. And like yeah. even like when you watch that movie and I highly recommend it. Like the fight scene at the end is like it's like kind of anticlimactic, but it's like I would think that's how a real knife fight would be. What was this? It was, it, it was at the end of the movie. There's this big knife fight. What movie is it again? I'm sorry. Angel Angel was fallen. Yeah, with uh Ger- Gerard Butler. Yeah. Yeah, I watched it. Did you? Okay, yeah. Like so yeah. that knife fight at the end between him and um, um Danny Hudson. Like, yeah. It's like it's like not like anything spectacular, but it's like how yeah. I feel like a real knife fight would be. Right, right, right. It was like so quick. Like that, yeah. that hit was like so quick and out of nowhere. You're like, oh shit, that's done. That's <laughs> <It's> game. Done. <laughs> yeah, that's the game right there. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So like that, that's how I thought. Like you know, instead of like like a fucking knife fight like we see in like uh that fucking um Steven Seagal movie, the one on the ship, like Die Hard on the ship
1: with Busey. With, no, Busey, with Busey, yeah
0: the abuse he was in that, but Tommy Lee, the Tommy Lee Jones too. It was the knife fight. Yeah, Tommy Tom Jones had the knife fight with him at the end. Yeah. And it was like so like ridiculous and over the top, and like I was like, that's not a real knife fight. But like that one with the end of Angel was falling I'm like, that's a fucking knife fight. That's how I think a knife <laughs> fight would be. You know. Yeah. Especially between two guys who you know what the fuck they're doing. And it was like so quick that ending. I was like, oh shit. That's <laughs> right. game. Game set match. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like that movie. It was a good movie. I enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. All right, I've said too much about crabs and have to go. Nancy, you deserve to treat yourself with some crabs after your essential work. Sean, well, Sean deserved to clean it up. Well, I did not. I didn't clean Jack or shit. I just took out the trash at the end. Yeah. So, blah. So there you go. That's it. That's the mailbag. Cool. Anything you'd like to add to the proceedings there, sir?
1: No, nice, son. I'm good. All
0: right. Well, remember, there are a number of different ways you can reach out and touch us. Hey. Uh, you can send, send us an email like these fine folks have. And an email address is PittsburghNerd@yahoo.com. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search Pittsburgh Nerd and you'll find all. You, we're very easy to find. And we're also on a a couple of podcasting networks. Uh, You can find us on the TangentBound Network and the Weeby Geeks Network. Uh, Just give them a Google search, and you'll find all the other great podcasts they have to offer. And lastly, as always want to thank you, the listener, for checking us out each and every week. Uh, We can't thank you enough for taking the time to do that. Thank you. And on that note, the dreamer has awakened. Peace.